All right, this is day 86 of quarter one of our year-long study of the New Testament. We are reading Hebrews chapter 7. And this chapter talks about Melchizedek, who was Abraham's priest in the Old Testament. And the author of Hebrews compares Jesus to Melchizedek in, in the sense that Jesus did not come from the line of Levi. I'll go ahead, go ahead and read uh, the first seven verses or so of Hebrews chapter 7. So let me get that pulled up real quick. Oops, hit the wrong button. Give me one second. Hebrews chapter 7. Okay, here it goes. This Melchizedek was king of the city of Salem and also a priest of God Most High. When Abraham was returning home after winning a great battle against the kings, Melchizedek met him and blessed him. Then Abraham took a tenth of all he had captured in battle and gave it to Melchizedek. The name of Melchizedek means king of justice, and king of Salem means king of peace. There is no record of his father or mother or any of his ancestors, no beginning or end to his life. He remains a priest forever, resembling the Son of God. Consider then how great this Melchizedek was. Even Abraham, the great patriarch of Israel, recognized this by giving him a tenth of what he had taken in battle. Now the law of Moses required that the priests, who are descendants of Levi, must collect a tithe from the rest of the people of Israel, who are also descendants of Abraham. But Melchizedek, who was not a descendant of Levi, collected a tenth from Abraham. And Melchizedek placed a blessing upon Abraham, the one who had already received the promises of God. And without question, the person who has the power to give a blessing is greater than the one who is blessed. So that's the first seven verses. Let's uh, talk a little bit about priests today. I, I grew up in the Catholic Church, and I admired priests. I thought it was very selfless to do what a priest does, uh, you know, commits to serve God, never gets married, never has kids, and that, and that takes a lot of commitment. Um, I think of priests as, as special for that reason, kind of, you know, extraordinary, kind of in a way. And, and I also think priests have a special responsibility and special privileges that, that, um, that they have. I think of them as people that God has called who have been given a measure of that, that special amount of faithfulness capable of shepherding a group toward God. And at the church that my family has gone to for the last 22 years, at least, it's not a Catholic church. I've not been going to a Catholic church for the better part of my adult life. And the various pastors at, at our church are mostly married and lead pretty normal lives, but, but certainly they share the same thing I was saying about the priests in that they are called to serve God, and some are uniquely blessed with great talents and abilities, etc. And I admire the commitment of a lot of those pastors that I've watched over the last 22 years in our church. 
as we read through Hebrews 7, we see that it talks about Jesus as high priest. And the author of Hebrews tries to explain how the line of Melchizedek was different from the line of Levi. And ultimately, the chapter talks about Jesus being set apart and being the ultimate high priest forever. And I went ahead and read on on a little bit through chapter 8 to see where he was going with the discussion about priesthood. And, you know, he talks about sacrifices made by priests and that Jesus represents a new covenant that God made with the people after, after God's people had not remained faithful in the Old Testament. And I don't know, as I think about it, I just think it, it would have been so interesting to live back in that time before Jesus walked the earth or during that time just after Jesus walked the earth when people, um, you know, didn't really, the ones that didn't see him firsthand, they're trying to understand what he was teaching. Today, it's kind of the same, although we have the benefit of, you know, hundreds of years of of Christ followers who, you know, have written down their thoughts about what Jesus was teaching. But living in, in, you know, before Jesus' time or maybe just after his time, I wouldn't hold a candle to what it would have been like to be one of Jesus' 12 that he he shared every day with. Would have been amazing, I, I can only imagine. Of course, that came with a with a heavy price too, in, in the way that most of those twelve died. Um, but I guess all we can do today, in present time, is get as close as we can to Jesus while we are here on earth, and let Him live through us as we try to love others like He did. So I hope you enjoy reading. Hebrews chapter 7 today, and I, and I hope this stuff is good to think about. So I'll go ahead and go into prayer for us. Lord, thank you for uh, for all of your books of the Bible and everything that they teach us about Jesus and about our purpose here on earth, what his purpose was, what his uh, followers were instructed to do, and what we're instructed to do. Help us to learn from that. Uh, Lord, and help us to get as close to Jesus as we possibly can so that we can live the life that he called us to and enjoy the, the, the fruits of that abundant life. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great day.